0: Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA. This is Sports Day. Very good evening, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey. Sports Day
1: SA. Thanks to Irrigear to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions. A sad day, the passing of the... The great Jeff Motley, uh, legend here in South Australia, Port Adelaide champion, won a McGarry medal, uh, four best and fairest, 28 uh, state games in all the halls of fame, and uh, Malcolm would have had a fair bit to do with. And probably remembered him as a young man, uh, watching
2: Jeff play when he was only six or seven himself. Hi, bloody, how are you? Yes, David. It is a sad day. Yeah, I did actually. I we're going to talk to Brian Cunningham, the great Port Adelaide player administrator. Yeah, I did. I I watched Jeff. uh, Played Albert and Over with my uncles. In those you were a poor supporter as a kid. Yeah, yeah, I was on the on the outer there and because uh, the half-back flankers were right on the fence. So Motley and the, the great Neville Chicken Hayes too, they were two of my star players.
1: Look at his record, nine premierships. Yeah, hits. I know. I know a lot of it's timing, but uh, you've got to be pretty good to stay in nine. Um, he played 250 games. He's got a race named after him at the Adelaide and of course. The father of Peter Motley, who was tragically hurt in, in 1987 with, his, uh, with playing with Carlton. Oh, but um, do you Do you remember much about it? Have you seen much vision? You're only a kid, but it, people talk about Jeff and kick seven goals in the second half of the grand final oh, one yeah, year yeah, from
2: half-back to half-forward. Yeah, I know. No, he was... I just remember, and i talked to Brian about it too, the, the, just how tough... When, when I, you know, when you're a kid, you know, he was seven, eight, nine years. He wasn't away. tall, was he? No, no, no. Solid? No, solid? solid solid, and they just attacked the footy. He, the two halfback flankers, they played, a lot, as you know, like he played in nine, but they just ran, They not elbows, not punches, not anything, just covered the footy. Yeah. It was amazing. Anyone got any memories of uh, Jeff?
1: Feel free to ring one three hundred seven three six seven three six one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 one 736 736 I never got to see him play. Although, I, I must have missed my um, late uncle took me when I was a six-year-old to the Sixty-six okay. Grand Final. Now he would have played in the right through there, wouldn't he? Up yep. to he won yeah. the medal in '64. Yeah, so he's probably still around there. And then he coached North, North Adelaide. Adelaide. That's right. Yeah, he did. So yeah, Jeff Motley, uh, absolute legend, and uh, he was in there, named in their top players too in the the
2: one fifty. Yeah, actually, I do remember. He's got number four. He was four, four, and out of all those great, great Port Adelaide players, he was named fourth from that panel. That uh, Russell uh, number uh, you, one. Yeah, yeah, Russell number one. Yeah, good stuff there. Yeah, and Also, just talking about grand finals, um, Craig McRae, he's up front, isn't he, at the Collingwood Coach? Um, Billy Frampton's in. Now, we know him from his days here. Are you surprised? I, just, I, I, I think he's, it, they've settled on this pattern of play. Get it going, get it going, quick, take him on. And I just think they need that extra tool in the forward line. Now, whether that be Mason Cox, Gear, and Frampton does some ruck work. Or, even, off, line, or even the back line. Or even the back line. You know, I mean, that, they've, they've sort of had that pattern for most of the day. So I got that – I actually had it in for Monday night. I think Frampton will probably get the nod. Now, now I didn't know it then, but it, he's actually come out today and said that that's the case. So both Adelaide and Port Adelaide people know him. So um, will
1: he start? Because Brisbane have got some big guys up forward. Yeah, they have. Adanaher and Hipwood for two, and then the other guys can take a mark. So – Uh, Cameron starts in the ruck. Cox, you think, will start forward Forward. and And, uh, front uh, front on the bench. bench,
2: That would be. And then he's got that facility then. If something's going wrong at the back, we know he's played there. And if something's not quite working up forward, I guess he can do that. And the other thing he can do is a little bit of ruck work as well, maybe in the forward line. So Cox might be the key to that now. One of the problems with McStay being out, I got a stat that 50% of the balls... In the Collingwood forward line, went to him the high balls, of which fifty percent of their score became as a result of it. That's a massive stat. That's a yeah. big out.
1: Yeah, um, I, I think McStay's a massive out. He kicks his couple of goals every week, yeah. and he competes hard too. So we'll take some calls shortly on Jeff Motley. But what about does Payne play now? He's got. Yeah, about... I,
2: I, I thought. I, and just reading between the lines again, it looks as though it looks as though Payne is going to get up. That's tonight. Now, what happens in the next 48 hours? Who knows? But I just want to mention something, David. The end of the grand final margin, I'm always interested in this, is that with that loss last year uh, of 80-odd points by the Swans, the previous 11 years was average margin's 40 points. So it's probably gone up to 42. or seven for goals. 12, yeah. So, it's, it's a, so they haven't been close. There's been very few close grand finals. And it's almost like once one team gets that roll on and the belief comes into the business, it, it, it's hard to stop. So seven goals is roughly the margin, losing yeah. margin, or winning, whichever way you're on it. Right
1: yeah. what, what did you long them by last year? 81. 50, yeah, over 15 goals. one three hundred seven three six seven three six was the number. And we got a call from John from Colonel Light Gardens wants to talk about Jeff. Hi, John, how are you?
3: Very good, thank you. Um, I have an enduring memory of the 1965 grand final when um, um, Port was five goals, five up, a few minutes into the last quarter, Sturt came back and, and just lost by three points. Jeff Motley was uh, played half-back flank on John Tilbrook yeah. of Sturt. Motley had 21 kicks. Tilbrook had four. Um, Motley was best on ground by a mile. There were five people voting in the, in the Sunday Mail. And um, each gave him best on ground. Um, and, uh, my, and my enduring memory is Motley just breaking out from the halfback flank, doing 60 metre drop kicks time <laughs> after time after time. <laughs> it just felt like he formed a whole halfback line by himself. He looked impassable. And um, these huge 60 metre drop kicks, you know, with his bandy legs, his wide frame. <laughs> um, and he was just absolutely phenomenal, you know, and sort of, I was a 14-year-old at the time and he's just stayed in my memory forever and he virtually saved the game for Port, but he's just seemed to be able to read the play and just get hold of the ball and he was just magnificent, just yeah. incredible. Thanks for
1: yeah. that, John. Yeah. Other Beautiful. memories we want. Uh, that's a good oil, actually, thanks to Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. And SEN's AFL Grand Final Day punt is OMF. Big Spring sale is on now. Cobram Estate, Premium Australian, Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Tune in from 12.30pm Saturday on SA. Hello, Malcolm.
4: Um, obviously, I never saw Jeff Motley play, but I've just seen him with Peter a few times just watching.
1: Well, and that, and, and Malcolm, that, that's my and great that's memory. Yeah, pretty special. Yeah, what, what yeah. Jeff did, the father son relationship. We're going to talk to yes. Brian Cunningham a little bit later. Wasn't it fantastic to see Peter was badly, badly hurt and nearly died in that car accident? Yeah. And Jeff was his wingman for a long, long while.
4: Yes, yeah. They watched a few times just at coffee shops and things like that. Just said hello and observed from the distance. And yeah, pretty. That's way more important than footy. Yeah, um, yeah. The, we all know how the Motley now. Motley, look, I've always said that Peter Motley is the one player who reminded me of Robber, and so I can't go any further, any <laughs> higher
5: yeah. compliment than
4: that. Uh, a couple of points, guys. In terms of um, all the love towards uh, McRae, just justifiably. Tell you what, if Collingwood had lost last week after De he had sat on the bench the last ten minutes, uh, I reckon it would have evaporated a bit. I, I'd love to see. A coach take this on without having the pre. Any of us can write on a piece of paper who comes off on and off the ground preconceived before the game. I'd love to see a coach take that on with not doing that. Um, as an umpire, I've walk, walked off the ground. You just have no idea at times on on um, you know who should get the votes, and someone might stand out for the three, and then you've got no idea the two or one or, or just a one, etc. So no problems at all at having an umpires award, but I've always thought it's ridiculous that it's the most prestigious award. Um, you know, I've, the coaches award I think is now going up there. Look, the players didn't help themselves a few years ago. Now, where Jonathan Brown organised a bit of a joke where they listed one of the lonies as the toughest player, and I think that's gradually getting more respect. Yeah, but why not do an award now of amalgamating all three? Call it the Barassi, the Curley, farmer um, award together, if you like, something like that. That and that then becomes the numero uno. Yeah,
2: yeah I look. I, yeah, I mean it's a valid point, but there's four umpires, there's goal umpires, there's boundary umpires, there's umpires, and there's advisors. previous winners too. Yeah, I, I mean there's enough people in that room. I would have thought to discuss the whole thing. And, and you know, they are, they should not be. And some of the things Eddie McGuire said today, I heard him say that sometimes the people that they're talking about, are player managers, are managed by these people and they've got a vested yeah. interest. I, I, I accept I just, it. I, I accept the unbiased no. Can I just tell you something, David? I picked out the advertiser... You know, I get the advertiser every morning. This is the advertiser voting from 2022. That means... All these media people vote three, two, one yep. throughout the year. Yep. I looked up last year's votes. The winner of the Brownlow Medal was Patrick Cripps. Yep. The winner of the advertiser award was a bloke called Lockie Neal. Six votes in front, twenty six yeah. to twenty. Not a word said last no. year. No. Not a word said. Cripps was surprising, a surprising winner, I thought. Why? It, but, it, but he's a bloody good player. And people
1: got to remember, Blighty, sometimes you don't get votes when you were best on ground. So you've got to accept the swings and roundabouts. Hey, just on the Dugowie one where he's on the bench, I don't know why they don't run the gauntlet and just say, Blight, get off. We're going to get Dugowie on. I don't care no. where it is. You're going to play one short for
2: 10 seconds. You tell me how rotations have helped the game. And I will sit here for the next three months and debate it with you.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think um, I think it's... Um, I'd just take a chance. You can't have your best player sitting for six minutes on the bench when the game's up for dispute.
2: Now, David, I've done a bit of work today, as you know. I, I've looked up who am I going to tip for this grand final. You know, we're all going to predict something. We yeah. all like someone. I've tried to do it with a bit of fact. Have you got a minute or two to listen to
1: this? I have, a, or shall we... Bring it over to the next segment. If how long is it going to take?
2: All right. Why don't we do it in the next segment? It'll take about two or three. Yeah, minutes. yeah. I'd
1: like to hear it. And yeah, I, and no, and
2: any just if anyone's there, I'll I'll tell you what the stats say and what the prediction's going to be.
1: Okay. Well, coming up, Brian Cunningham, Ash Brown, Scotty Ninnis, Malcolm Blight's prediction. But first of all, the leg up. Australia's fastest growing tipping service. Get a leg up on the bookies with Australia's fastest growing tipping service. Thelegup.com.au. dot
0: G'day, fellas. Nice to get a couple of winners home for our SEN listeners over the last few days. Best bet tomorrow is Wyong Race 4, number three, Oakfield Prince. He was edged out by a Dulcify hopeful two-back and then last start getting to a mile for the first time. He led it a fast clip and he was only run down over the concluding stages. Strips fitter for that, owns this race from the front and he'll prove very hard to beat. Good luck if you follow, fellas. Yeah, thank you,
1: Blake. Uh, All thanks to Lumo Energy SA. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo and Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 up to 528 kilometres of
0: range. Make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter...
1: Yeah, bloody and wills. Uh, Brian Cunningham, not far away to talk about the late, great Jeff Motley. Uh, Toolkit Depot, tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Toolkit Depot, do yourself a favour. If you want any tools or equipment servicing, go and see Toolkit Depot. They've got everything. Workwear, um, you can shop in store and online now. You are talking about you've done a bit of homework on I, the grand final.
2: Grand final, yeah. I know that we, we, we've got to do the teams, but we know Frampton's in, of course. This, I, I just looked and I thought, this, this, is an, this is probably one of those most interesting grand finals that you've had for a while. Now, in, they've only met three times in the last two years. In 19... 19. In 2022, they met in round five.
1: Played once, did they?
2: Yeah, only once. At the Gabba? At the Gabba. Scores, Brisbane 15-8, Collingwood 14-7. Okay, so So close. it's a seven point. Close. Now, this is in the Craig McRae area. We're not doing Nathan Buckley, Collingwood. We're doing the last two years only. Yep. Because they've changed the way they played. Yep. We all know that for the better. And now in 2023, round four, Brisbane kicked 18-8. Remember that score? Collingwood kicked 11-17. So the amount of shots, Almost 28 10, 10, 10. to 26. But at the Gabba, yep. 29 points up Brisbane. Yep. Now this year... Round 23. So the second game, 19-10 Brisbane, 15-10 Collingwood, Marvel Stadium.
1: Yeah, Collingwood had to go in Nick Dacos out that last one. Two right. fair players.
2: Right. Now... So
1: what's your point? What are you getting to? My, Brisbane have kicked X amount of goals every time.
2: Yeah, Collingwood have lost the last six, but this is the only three that we're interested in. So forget the yeah. six, yes. right? The goal kickers in those games... Charlie Cameron kicked four, Danaher three, and Hipwood three as the major of that round 23 yep. game. Elliot, Howe, and McStay kicked two. Yep. So McStay's gone. You're quite right. No Degoey and no Dacos. The question I ask you now this is the question Pendlebury and Neil, Lockie Neil, Scott Pendlebury in that game had 31 possessions each. So the two great ones, I call them the great yep. ones. Squared. On that form, on that form and only that form, who on those stats would win the MCG this coming Saturday? Well,
1: I'm still going Collingwood. Or are you? I think MCG, to them, they play way better than the Marvel. They've got Dagoe and Dacos. They lose McStay and Brisbane have lost Ashcroft early and and Payne maybe later. I'm sticking with Collingwood. I just feel that. McRae, it went against them last year. They lost two close games after winning all the close games. Yeah. But they got through the close game against the Giants. And wouldn't surprise me if that you know, frees them up and, and wins by two or three goals.
2: On that form, on that form, Brisbane. You're picking Brisbane. No, I said on that form. Yeah. I'm going to wait for the teams, but I've done the homework now. I am locked and loaded, I think. I think, I think on that pure stats, David. I'd go Brisbane, but I'm going to wait and make sure when the teams are announced. Well, the
1: funny thing is, right at the start of round one, we both tipped Brisbane. Yes, we did. Me, so we, and uh, now I'm I'm swaying to Collingwood, even though.
2: Oh, mate, it's a, back it should, Brisbane. If I mean, we every grand final we think, but as I said, the margins seven goals.
1: All right, true or false? Thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side by side brand. Uh, you can save two thousand dollars in the range of one thousand EPS clearance deals are on now. Plus, get a thousand dollar free accessories. I'm going to start. Nick Dacos, Zach Butters and Marcus Bondompelli. One of them. Just one, bloody, will win a Brownlow medal one day.
2: All right. I want to say Just that's... Just one. No, I want to say false. And the reason why it's... No, Nick Dacos. No, it could be false. Could be false. I saw some great players in Bartlett run second and third a number of times. Gary Hocking, the great... Lee John Matthews. Player. Lee Matthews. They ran second, third and fourth, mate. To win... You, I mean, you. You talk about when you get a vote. How lucky are you sometimes to actually be one of the best eight eight hundred players play this bloody. I
1: would my mind betting. See, I look at a Nick Dacos like a young Gary Ablett Junior. I just think he's only in his second year. If he plays the full year, umpires love him. Hard to stop. You can't I,
2: always play full years, though. You no, know that.
1: If he if he plays his twenty two rounds, I think he will.
2: Okay. Now, this is one that I've talked about with you, that the brownlow should be judged by members of the media who watch every game. No. No, actually, Eddie McGuire said that today. He said, no, don't no, do No, the
1: brownlow should be judged by the umpires.
2: I, look, I'm with you. How you got why, yours. Yeah, why, why don't... Why, we've talked about this. I just reckon get them all in there, and get an adjudicator to make sure the whole thing... From. And if they want to look at the stats, look at the stats. But I'm telling you now, 40 kicks to me, 40 disposals, and I don't even know... As long
1: them. as they don't go on who's got the most possessions. I don't mind him having a quick perusal. Then yeah, yeah. Horn Francis wouldn't have got the, the three votes and that, and perhaps Lockie Neal, but he might have got votes in other games had they looked at the stats.
2: Yeah, but that's the mystery of the Brownlow, isn't it? It, it Everything else is geared, and this one's... It, it's just here's, someone's opinion. Here's one for you. Okay. Over the next 25 years, you've got a quarter of
1: a century, a, non, a non-midfielder non will win the Brownlow. Of course, it will. No, will yeah, of course it will. No, that's true. Yeah, of course it will. Yeah,
2: of course it will. The Ruckman used to win them all the time when I was going around. Yeah, Full true. forwards, full backs, everyone.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You got one more?
2: There should be an award for the best defender, David. When are they going to do this? Come on, get that one right first before the Brownlow changes. True.
1: True, true, true. Uh, Catch every NFL game this season. with game pass only on DAZN. Visit nfl. DAZN.com forward slash NFL. Uh, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey, a big show to come. How's this? Still got Ash Brown talking footy record. The grand final record. Brian Cunningham on Jeff Motley. And Scotty Ninnis, 36ers, play their first game Friday against the Bullets.
3: Back with more shortly.
0: Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA.
1: Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight, David Wildey for Signet Mag Family. Power every moment. Australia designed, Australian-owned. Explore the range on signet.com and in stores. Now, always like chatting to our next guest because we love the edition of the footy record and the grand final look if you haven't got one or can you buy them just you can buy them
2: outside oh of yeah that. no you can buy them anywhere oh,
1: ash brown's a man and i'm sure it's a wonderful edition hi ash how are you
6: hello gentlemen good to be with you once again
1: now if you had to say what was your favorite part in the grand final edition of the, the footy record what would it be
6: Uh, It's a good question. I think I um, enjoy putting together the previews. I don't have a lot of time. It's a good example of... uh, I don't do a lot of deadline writing anymore, but that's my one-third of deadline writing. I really have an hour or so after the second prelim final to put together a a match preview. So I enjoy the exercise of getting back to my route and writing on the deadline, 1,200 words in an hour.
2: Wow. (laughs) Grand final. Okay. (laughs) It is a wonderful publication. And just to let us know, what's the price again, Ash? $15,
6: $15, bloody, but you have 244 pages, so we think it's good wow. good
2: value. And wow. no cash, bloody, No, no cash. no cash here. Now, you got one of the greats, one of the modern greats, uh, talking about grand finals, percentages of winning and winning Norm Smith medals, the great Luke Hodge. What have you got on him?
6: Well, he's helped out with a couple of stories, but um, in, in particular, it is... Um, uh, you like to, We always talk about the AFL season... Malcolm as being a marathon and not a sprint so I've investigated how you get to the finish line of an AFL season in this case Grand Finals day in, sort of in the right mind and, the, and, and in the right body so just a few of the tricks of the trade that players and coaches have employed over the years to make sure that everybody's fresh and ready to go coming out of a very very long football season which if you count pre-season it's about 10 months, 10 mm. months a month so it's a, a long long campaign so there's a few uh, tricks that have been tried along the way
2: can I tell you something? The first person who talked about a marathon was one sitting at this microphone where I'm sitting. It was after it the... It was you? Yeah, it was 90 season. We got beat by 100 points in the first <laughs> round after the grand final loss in 89 when I was coaching Geelong. And I said, well, hang on, it's only one game. You'd never seen anyone run out the stadium win the marathon the ones out first. So that was <laughs> a, that's a true story. Uh, you can look back at that in the start of ninety ninety season. So I'm glad you're still quoting that, Ash. It's It's a, it's a good line. <laughs>
6: I'm sorry, I
2: didn't quite the usual source, Malcolm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Luke Hodge, what a player too. Yeah. So many memories.
1: Hey, the, 30 years since the Baby Bombers oh, won.
2: Oh, yeah. And you know what? Yeah, we have. The misnomer is the Baby Bombers were Weren't older than they, the 97 Adelaide Is that right? Crow-shide. Yeah. or oh, they the Baby Crows. Yeah, they were. They were much younger and, and less games. Come on. Come on, Ash. Get oh, it okay. right.
6: Oh, <laughs> you kept that quiet. I was aware of that, Malcolm. But yeah, have, I have a look at the GL record you. books.
1: But at the time, they were the but you came later. They were the baby <laughs> yeah, bombers. No. Give, give we we're the credit.
2: most at least yeah. inexperienced team ever yeah. to win. So, but but I know what you yeah. mean. They were young at the time. Yeah.
6: Yeah, they were quite an extraordinary team, weren't they? They came together thirty games before they won the grand final. I think they lost to Hawthorne by 160 points. And a lot of of those players, uh, a season a bit later, were premiership players. So a wonderful piece of coaching by Kevin Sheedy, obviously, that year. So 30 years since one of the great grand finals.
1: The Crows perhaps uh, led them off the hook a bit earlier in that final series. They're up by six or seven goals, one of the finals.
2: Yeah, just to give you some idea, uh, Ash, the 93 side was 24 years and 105 days. Average games, 86. Got that? Got that? I've got the book here. I've got... Got, yeah, yeah, for, this is a worrying him, Ash. So yeah. This is worrying Yeah, i got, to, I've got to, I mean, I keep saying it, but people don't believe me. Anyhow, the... Uh, baby Bombers. Yeah, the Baby Bombers. Uh, the number of games played by the Adelaide Premiership side was 73 average. So 13 games more, the and team were. I thought you said 86 for yours. No, 73. Okay. Essendon, 86. Okay, okay. So... so can we correct this next year? Ash, I know you're probably not going to do it yeah, now. Yeah, but what
1: are you missing? They were the baby bombers at the time. You came after. Oh, okay. See? That's what you're missing. We've got to sort this out, Ash. It could be a fight here.
6: Well, I'll tell you what. Next year, uh, we'll uh, we'll do some sort of uh, look back. Maybe we'll figure some sort of milestone for the Crows and revisit that to, and get Malcolm to... So he's always very generous with his time to the record. Why do you take it as the fact that we'll get on to you next year for for, for some sort of recalibration <laughs> of that story?
1: Ash, but. just in closing, it's a magnificent publication. and know they'll sell heaps of the ground with 100,000 people there, but if people want to go and buy the the footy record, what, what's the best way to go and get a copy?
6: Well, it's available nationally from tomorrow, so you should be able to pick one up in the shops in Adelaide. Certainly, I think it posts like Coles and Woolies and News Agents, that sort of thing. And, that you, and you can still pay with cash in the supermarket yep. yep. when I last went in, Malcolm. Yep. So there you go. You'd be happy with that. <laughs> and, it's, and it's only 15 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Ash. And if you're card only at the MCG on Saturday where if you're happy, lucky enough to be there, Max Day Edition, which is updated with the final teams and a couple of other bits and pieces, that's available at the MCG Saturday.
1: Fantastic, Ash. Thanks for all your contributions during the year. We'll do it again next year, but it's going to be a big day in the grand final. Well done.
6: No, Thank you to you guys. for Your support's been wonderful all year and we really appreciate it. Enjoy the weekend.
1: Ash Brown from the Footy Record. Back with more shortly. Sports Day SA. On
0: cruise 1323 and
1: 1629, SEN SA. Yeah, Malcolm Blythe and David Wildey, all thanks to mate. Fair Dinkum Internet without the fuss score. A mobile deal was good as a Sam Kerr goal with mate. Sad day today, Malcolm. And it's yeah. been a, well, we had Ron Brassy last week, Neil Curley last year. Yeah. A lot of the, the legends, and I mean, in fairness, they're all getting old and getting yeah. that age. But uh, Jeff Motley, the age of 88, one of Port Adelaide's greatest yes. uh, players. We had Russell Lee, but of course, um, a couple of years ago, um, in a couple of months, passing away too. Brian Cunningham, a champion in his own right at the Port Adelaide Footy Club, would have had a lot to do with Jeff Motley, and he joins us now. Brian, thanks for your time. And uh, when you think of the name Motley, it, it reverberates around football in Australia, doesn't it? Uh, not just South Australia, in Australia.
7: No, well that's that's the thing, isn't it? He's uh, he's a legend in our own state, but now a legend across Australia. His you know his, his performances in in uh, in winning those nine premierships that he did, and not many people do that. Plus, you know his coaching career and his player management career. He's just been in footy forever and been been Port Adelaide forever.
1: Yeah, yeah. Brian, what, what was he like? Because uh, I've I have met him a few times, but to me, he's quite a. I suppose a reserve, quite a person, um, he, we know about his achievements and he did a, he's done a fantastic job with his son peter but how would how would you describe Jeff motley the man?
7: Well, I've dealt with him a lot you know, in a lot of different ways. He was my I, I watched him play on the boundary line when I was six years old at Albany. <laughs> then he was my chairman of selectors when I was captain of Port Adelaide, and so I had a bit to do with in there, which was was great, and then you know toward the end of his career, he's a player manager. Who uh who used to deal with contracts with us. So I've seen him in a whole lot of different ways, but the one thing that I'd say if I hit a word is describes him, it's a really gracious bloke, like you know, really a good man, and uh he was calm, collected, and it was logical and it was always always a pleasure to deal with him.
2: Brian, um my first recollection of Jeff Motley <laughs> Is mm-hmm. just a fraction after a fraction before you. I watched. Uh, I was a Port Adelaide supporter, and I used to go to the outer and the halfback flank. Chicken Hayes was on one side, yes. and Jeff Motley on the <laughs> other. And as a youngster, I, I'm, I, one of the most frightening things, you know, I love footy, and I was I'm obsessed with. it. I was probably eight years of age, but my uncles yeah. used to take us here. We'd catch the bus from bus stop twenty on Port Road to go down mm-hmm. to down to uh, Alberton, mm-hmm. and I remember the thwack of these two great halfback yeah. flankers chicken and jeff motley and when they hit as a kid that the, the noise that it made over the boundary line i was really on the fence oh, it was the most yeah. oh what i was in awe of them
7: it is it's it's they, they, he was he was hard both of them you know, neville was yeah. a good friend as well but and he's still going which is good but they're both hard as nails and no quarter given and that was the way that they played that was the way that Fosses the coach would, you know, you, you've got to do that. You've just got to hit in hard. It's it's not it's not trying to hurt anyone. It's just like do everything you can to get the ball. Yeah,
1: he won four best and fairest in in a wonderful side, which is a feather in his cap. He wins a McGarry medal, twenty eight state games, two hundred and fifty for Port. I mean, he's done it all, Brian, hasn't he? Done it all in in and playing in a very good side, a very good team.
7: And I think he's yeah. And 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 look, that's the that's I guess. You know, I'm a Port Adelaide guy, so you know how do we how do we form our history through guys like Jeff Motley and Chicken Hayes and whatever? And and why did we ever get into the AFL competition? And it was because of all the work that these guys did in the early days to set us up as a club that you know that wins and a club that works really hard and a you know, down to earth group of people who work to a to a means. And um, so we we, we do. From an AFL perspective nowadays, I'm sure, and I'm no longer you know, running the club, but I know we are indebted to our past players, particularly the Jeff Motley's of the world, who've given us the, 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 the position to be able to, to get into the, the best competition in Australia.
2: Brian, just a few, two, or three years ago now, the 150 year anniversary of the club, uh, you, put, you put out this screed for the 150 players. And I know you were on the committee with a lot of other great Port Adelaide people. The list Whoa. is enormous. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've still got the list. And the list is enormous because, as I said, a lot of them <laughs> I saw as a kid. Now, Russell was yeah. voted number one. But Jeff was number four of of, of the, the best of the most successful football club in Australia. Yeah. I mean, I. It's just amazing. And he
7: could have been anywhere from two, three... Russell probably takes the mantle. Yeah. And then I think John Cale and... Bobby Quinn might have been third. Yes, I'm just going right. from memory yeah, now. Yeah. And, like, you know, you put Bob Quinn together, Jeff Motley together, yeah. John Carr together. Uh, Russell probably just stands that inch above them, above the three for his performances because he won something the Gary Medals, et cetera. We know that. But Jeff was right up there. Um, and, you know, his family must have been so proud of him. And you've got to mention, you know, his family. Juanita has spent years and years and years looking after him, and Peter the same, looking after Jeff. He's not been well for... A long time, and um, you've got to give great credit to the family, and our thoughts go out to them.
1: And Brian, also great credit from Jeff we mentioned in the in the opening, his care for Peter. I mean, all, all fathers care for their sons, but he was unbelievable, almost legendary what he did to get Peter after that horrific car accident when he was over in Melbourne playing for Carlton, and uh, I think that shows the quality of the man as well.
7: Yeah, Peter could, be, could have been anything he could have been. You know, a three-times Brownlow medalist, and he was just that good. It's, it's, it's your fa- as a father, it would be your worst nightmare. But Jeff carried it through all the way and supported Peter. And luckily, I caught up with Peter about two months ago up in North Queensland, and was lucky he was just walking down the street and he had a few chat. He told me then his dad wasn't good, but um, yeah, lovely, lovely family, good people, and uh, and all the accolades are well deserved.
2: Now, David mentioned 28 state games. You know, we're all fortunate to play them. But it was the golden era of state football when when Jeff was playing, wasn't Mm -hmm. it? I think we pushed it through the 70s and then state of origin in the 80s and 90s. But in their era, that 50s, late 50s, 60s as a kid growing up, I mean, state football was everything. And, like, he got a start every single solitary time.
7: He did, and and it wasn't just a start because he was one of our better players in state games, I know. I can't quite recall. Malcolm or Will, she might remember, he he just blanketed one of the star Victorian yeah. players. Bulldog, Bulldog, Darren Bulldog, Bulldog. of course it was, of course it was. Yeah. And I should remember that. But, you know, Bulldog, you know, the best player going around at that time. And and uh, Motts uh, Motz did him and did him really well. And people... You know, out of that game you go, Wow, that's some effort. Mm.
1: Russell's got a statue, but Jeff's got the race, hasn't he, for Port Adelaide yeah. um, home games. The and that's great, his name's always going to be there in the in the players' race at the beautiful Adelaide Oval.
7: I think that's one of the good things about footy clubs, you guys would know it with your own club, North Adelaide Worlds and Malcolm, you were many clubs, the way that clubs generally look after you when you when you're finished and Put your name up, and at times that you know we all feel like you know it's a bit too much. But but you know Jeff's now honoured with that for life, forever. Um, not his life goes on forever, and uh, uh, that's a great thing that clubs do. They embrace their people that, that have done great things for them.
2: Yeah, I know in your role as CEO of Port Adelaide, into the competition and all the great things that you've done, Brian. Uh, I had I had some time with Jeffrey too, uh, in a, with a bloke called he managed called Nathan Buckley that just didn't quite oh, yes. go the way I thought it might have done <laughs> with a club I was with <laughs> at the time. However, <laughs> so he could hey, actually he could, he, 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 could, he could actually be uh, the very tough businessman too. As nice as he was, he could be tough at
7: anything. Hey. He was tough with because he's Warren Treadray's manager, and I'm not giving anything away, but it wasn't easy. You know, we had one of <laughs> our own that we thought we, we we'd keep, but you know, and but we had to fight hard to keep him. And you, so you felt the same thing, and you know, and uh, he he had the those guys Nathan I know well, and, and obviously Treaders, and they they trusted him like he was just absolutely trusted. So it's a major thing in any relationship is that trust piece, and he had it with them. Yeah. Brian,
1: thanks for that And uh, you enjoy yourself I believe you're off to New Zealand uh, For uh, Well, I don't know if it's a holiday But uh, an event So all the best there
7: Great And thanks very much guys Great to speak with you again
1: Brian Cunningham um, Well, legend in his own uh, Right at Port Adelaide silly, uh,
2: he, was, he was probably Nearly the best two-sided player I yeah. saw in South Australia in Best kick the Best kick you didn't know white, which, right
1: He didn't know which No And when, when you don't know That's yeah. pretty good Acker was pretty good You weren't bad on your left Oh yeah but uh, Brian Cunningham, a wonderful player, talking about the late, great, Jeff Motley.
3: All oh. oh. the
1: Gee, that's a blighty beat, that for sure, <laughs> for Tyre Pag. Big footy final sale now and of the Vegas competition by four Toyo Open Country Tyres. Well, looking forward to speaking to our next guest. He's a Hall of Famer. I feel like he's been in basketball ever since I was a young fellow myself, and his name's synonymous with basketball. We're talking Scotty Ninnis, back with the thirty sixes as assistant to CJ Bruton. Scotty, how are you?
5: You're making me feel very old there, Wills, uh, <laughs> with that uh, since you were a kid. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it has. It's been uh, a yeah, long-time involvement, especially with the thirty sixes over a number of years. And uh, to be back involved now... Uh, after a bit of a break from the game, still still seems a bit surreal to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, it's it's exciting being back in a club that I've had so much spent so much part of my life with.
1: Yeah, two titles as a player, and you, you've coached, and you've been all around the country. As I said, hall of famer. What what are your expectations this year? You come back as an assistant. Are you are you liking what you're seeing? Have you got the the pieces in place? You think, Scott?
5: Well, as an assistant coach, mate, it's not my fault anymore. No, so <laughs> I can always play. <laughs> Always blame CJ when things go pear shape. but uh, oh look, it, it'd be fair to say that yeah, uh, you know, obviously the last uh, last couple of weeks haven't gone swimmingly for us. Um, we, we've had some pretty poor performances in the pre-season tournament, but I I think what that has done is it's given us an opportunity to see you know where where we're at, um, and obviously we we've released Jamal Franklin, uh, one of our imports, and, and that's. It's always a tough thing you know when you've been involved with someone for a couple of months and yeah. as a quality guy um, but but we felt we needed to make that move going forward and and um, we've had our ups and downs but I, I love the fact that everybody's writing us off and uh, you know an article in the paper yesterday was had us finishing tenth out of ten players and we had no playing the top 20 players in the in the competition yeah. i, I, I you know the competitor in me loves that. You know, I like could now you have an opportunity to come out and and uh, you know, rub a few people's faces in it. And, and I think we're actually in a pretty good shape now. We, we had a fantastic training today. Uh, we get the first game away from home in Brisbane, in Brisbane, and no one's given us yeah you know, any chance at all. And I I love that sort of stuff. So uh, I I think you know hopefully we might surprise some people and put in a really good performance.
2: You're not going to believe it, Scotty. I've got the advertiser from Tuesday, to September 26th, the lift out of all the teams. And I was just about to say, how did you handle being put 10th by the experts, but you've just answered it beautifully. You know what? That. How do you know that's going to happen? That's only predictions. Well, well you,
5: you, bloody, you and I know what <laughs> uh, experts uh, are sometimes like. Um, look, look, I think it's probably... It's probably fair with with what we what we've shown over the last couple of weeks. You know, we've got our backside's handed to us in our first two games in, in the blitz up in the Gold Coast, and and we, we did we didn't perform well at all. Um, yeah, you know, we played two incredible teams in, in New Zealand, Perth, but that that's not an excuse. But uh, once again, I think it showed us you know, where our deficiencies were and where we need to get better and. and Said you know you know getting rid of an import's always a, always a tricky one but you know at least at least we've made the early call on that sort of stuff. Um, we, we've got a 18-year-old kid with us, Trenton Flowers, who, who's just uh, you know incredible talent and protégé and, and will you know we'll get drafted really high in the NBA draft next year. And, and yeah, you know, right now we're trying to find out where he fits the best, and that's been a bit of a work in progress as well. But uh, um, once again, if you, I, I'd look at that and go, well, that, that sort of takes a bit of the pressure off, which is yeah. uh, not a bad thing at times. But uh, yeah, my expectations are the same whether we're playing a well, game going. of marbles or a game for the NBL championship, and that's to win. and And I, and I think we'll. Uh, you know, we should hit the ground running and do a lot better than what a lot of people are expecting us to do at the moment.
1: Yeah, Scotty, the Giants in the AFL finished 16th last year, went to within a kick of a grand final. So pre-season predictions mean nothing. Hey, is it a fair playing field? I was talking to Malcolm before, mm. the, the big teams, do they have the advantage like, you know, Sydney and a couple of the Melbourne teams and the, the Wildcats? Is it, is it harder to get talent to Adelaide than or do the, the lads that come from overseas want to go to the, the big cities?
5: Yeah, Wills, I think that's a fair comment. I think we've, you know, if you look back at the history of this club over the last, you know, 10, 15 years, we we, we probably have had trouble attracting, um, you know, the the, the the real superstars, you know, whether they're Aussies or, or imports. Now, that's, that's not to say we haven't had some incredible players, you know, through this club over the time. But I don't think it's, you know, it's not... Just, just monetary either. I, I think sometimes, you know, the Sydneys and the Melbournes, are, you know, they're the big cities and uh, you know the big profile clubs. Um, you know to me, being a being a South Aussie, um, I guess what you know what drives me as well is is making sure that this next level of south aussie kid coming through has an opportunity and a pathway through to the 36s and I think it'd be fair to say that hasn't always been the case we we've looked at guys like you know Brad Newley and Joe Ingles and, and now young Lockie Albrecht who's playing for Illawarra you know, all those all those kids should be playing for us so I think that's that's the next thing stage for us is making sure that there is a genuine pathway through here you know to to get kids playing at home and and you know, I know growing up, you know, the year I came through with you know, names like Daryl Pierce and, and Mike McKay and, and Brett Maher and these sort of guys, mm. we always had those local guys who were who, who wanted to play at home and play for the Thirty Sixers. So um, I think what you're saying is fair, um, but and we just need to make sure that, uh, you know, we put ourselves in position to have the best locals playing for us and also make this... a uh, uh, you know, a place of destination and years to come.
2: God, David and I were talking before about Daryl Pearce and his three-point three, sh- sh- three point shooting, mate. That is amazing. He's got his name hey, just got Scotty back in it now. Does the game change that much? You know, in our game, the AFL and lots of other games, you know, we've changed a fair bit in the last five to ten years. Has the game of basketball changed that much in your
5: eyes? It's a it's a really interesting question, Bloody. I, I, it's it's amazing to me. Like I've coached in the NBL one the last two years with South Adelaide, and and yeah, you know, coming back in at in a national level with the Thirty Sixers. What has changed is the terminology. It, it's, yeah. you know, yeah. we, we, it's you know, the first first training session, I had no idea what the hell the CJ and was talking about. Like, it's just all this <laughs> yeah. different stuff, and then we roll the ball out, and it's the same game. But, uh, you know, I guess technology has come a long way, and uh, I'm going to be fair to say I'm a little bit of a dinosaur in those regards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you yeah, know, at, at the core of it, it's, the game is still the same. Yeah. You know, yes, it has come a long way, and, and it's it's very different to what it was back in the day. Probably from a professionalism point of view, I don't necessarily think that's necessarily a good thing in in some regards. But yeah, uh, you know, at, at the core of it, you know, the, the game as as with, with footy or you know, basketball, whatever it is, I think you know, once again, it's getting people that. You know, play hard for you, and um, you know, buy into the team system. I mean, that's the core. Cool. it. You can change names and do all sorts of other other bits and pieces, but uh, um, you know, it's, it's still the game I grew up playing and loving. Uh, but yeah, it is from a technical point of view, and. Um, a lot of that sort of stuff, it, it has changed somewhat, but yes, yeah, the game's still the same.
1: Well, Scotty, good to see you back on the bike. Yeah. We'll be talking with you right throughout the summer on Sports Day. I say, and good luck against the Bullets Friday.
5: No, thanks, thanks, boys. Really appreciate it. Uh, happy to have a chat anytime.
1: He's a star, Scotty Ninnis, here back with the Adelaide 36ers for your local tire power. boy buy four Toyo Open Country tires. You can win a trip to Vegas. And Bloody Beaumont Tolls are giving away a trip for two to America's footies, biggest game, you know what that is, worth over $70,000. Wow. Shopping store at Beaumont's before November 12, we in with a chance. T's and C apply. That's it for us. Another big night. Yeah. Uh, sad day with the passing yeah, of Jeff Motley, but as I say, I think 88's a, a pretty good knock. So um, all the best to the Motley family, and uh, he'll always be remembered. Have a good night. Do it all again tomorrow between 6 and 7. Bye for now.
2: Bye, David.
0: Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle, Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.